0: Welcome to Courtset Indiana podcast. Jim Reamer joined by Nick Baumgart. Nick, we're episode one thirty one. We are. We're getting we're we're getting through kind of a lull here where we we start to get back to some good games. I mean, I I've been able to watch leagues. You watched the All Star stuff. Did you watch it on streaming or did you get to any of it?
1: No, I just watched it on the stream. Yeah. And after I watched it, you know, it's almost a good thing because.
0: Well, let's let's save that. Let's save that. It's so. a long drive. Yeah, let's. Um, yeah, the all star stuff is interesting. Nick or Kyle Ned and Rip's article came out about how it's definitely lost its luster, but it still has meaning. Um, I, you know, it's. I don't know. Let, let's let's. Talk about that when we get to it. let's get to some recruiting updates, though. Uh, let's see here. Go in order of Joey Hart got an offer from Wright State. I don't know if we covered that last weekend or not. I can't remember. I know, um, but last weekend was, was that when Aiden and I, yeah, Aiden and I did that one. Mm I can't remember if we talked about Joey's offer to Wright State or not, but uh, Xavier Booker picked up uh, one, two more, two more offers. Uh, I picked up an offer from Memphis, picked up an offer from Auburn. Nick Richard from, or Ricard from Zionsville, 2023. All these guys have been 2023 so far. Picked up an offer from Illinois State. Ryan Pedens, the new head coach there. He came over from Ohio State, uh, dipping his toe in Indiana. He'll be recruiting Indiana quite a bit. Uh, Brandon Trilly from Munster, who had a fantastic junior season and is a junior all-star. Picked up an offer from Trinity Christian. Garway Dual from Carmel added DePaul to his uh to his uh, growing list of offers. Kobe Bowles from Indianapolis, from Lawrence North, picked up, an. he's a class of 2024 point guard, picked up uh, an offer from Bethune-Cookman. Garway-Dual also picked up an offer from Dayton yesterday. Uh, see, was it yesterday? They were, they were over at Dayton's team camp, and he came away with an offer. And then J.Q. Roberts picked up an offer from Evansville, uh, Coach David Raglan, the new head coach there, sort of getting aggressive and basically going at high majors and and basically shooting a shot and nothing wrong with that. We had one commitment this week, Richard Brooks, a a favorite of the podcast, definitely a favorite of Zach Tyler, uh, who should be making his rounds here at the end of the month uh, with with either the top 100 or or Charlie Hughes. I can't remember which one he's going to be able to get to, but uh, he committed to Iowa Western, which is a junior college in Iowa. Basically, Richard will go through Brooks will go through, and get re-recruited. And my thought process is is he'll end up making some people regret not recruiting him. I, I think he's I think he's a, a possibly a D two wing, maybe even a low D one wing, as tough as he is. The only thing that has to come around is his outside shot, which has improved a lot the last couple of years, just in general. So Uh, Anything there stand out the uh, Evansville to me, JQ going after JQ. It's funny. JQ is, he's got some high major offers, but is he, do we think he might end up at a mid-major? Not that that's a bad.
1: No, no, it's not. I mean, this is the thing is, is no situation is the same, right? A high major situation is not going to be the same as a mid-major situation where he's going to be able to, to step in and play right away. And, and I just don't see him going to the high major and being able to get on the floor. Not early. Not early. And so, yeah, that's what I mean, early. Um, but I love him. You know, I mean, I thought it was a great, great move. You know, Evans has got. Um...
0: He's, had two, he's had two offers this calendar year, unless we've missed something. Two, two offers this calendar year. Marquette and Evansville, everything else he's gotten has been, was from last calendar year. Although, I mean, you're counting like (laughs) Indiana from the fall, Butler from the fall, (laughs) Iowa from the fall. Uh, The only, the only offer he got during the season was Marquette, which was in January. Uh, He he came in with, came into the school season with uh, mid-major offers, picked up four high major offers. And, during you know, but none, but only one during the season. And, and, and then the Evansville one here recently, nothing, unless, unless we miss something, Zach does all the database stuff with the offers, unless I'm at my desk when one comes through, um, and, unless we miss something, he's only had one offer since this is his first offer since AAU started.
1: Yeah, it sounds about right. Um, I just think it, in general, it's kind of been slow. You know, just not here in a whole, which was really what makes the, the whole Garvey duel, um, dual, dual, dual. Yeah, I'm sorry. I apologize. And, you know, Xavier Booker, they continue to rack up offers and, you know, in, in 23. Um,
0: well, you know, it makes I, more sense with Garvey. He was new. Sure. He had some recruiting momentum coming from Houston, but I don't know that he had any offers com- coming out of Houston. Uh, and then, you know, this kind of gets gets to kind of to the point that you were trying to make, I think, trying to make two podcasts ago um, where he didn't just suddenly get good during the spring.
1: Right. He just
0: he just had to get acclimated to to Carmel system. And you, you'd use the word politics and. I didn't know how where you were going with that. Um, I think it left some ambiguity in, in the in its wake in other places, but at the same time, you know he's he's had to learn how to play without the basketball, and that's and that's that, and that's going to be a thing here. And and he looks he's looked good in the spring. He's let definitely, me clarify that. He's looked, he definitely looked good. I'm sorry, I meant when I said spring, I meant June. He definitely looked good at team camp down in Indiana. And it's just much more fluid, much more comfortable without the basketball. And, you know, a lot of that is just because he's had a full season of it. And, and you know, obviously they've continued to work since they got back from spring break. So
1: look, and, and let me let me just touch on that. Uh, that George Hill drama, I didn't mean for anything. I, I really honestly, I didn't even mean for it to be like that. Um, I didn't mean to start any problems, but. You know, politics hell is, I didn't I, I didn't even know where you, where you were going where you were going with it. I didn't know where I was going with it, but I'm just saying there's there politics in everything. It had nothing to do with Garvey Duel, it had nothing to do with George Hill. Um
0: well even, Ward, a, even at Carmel, it was just a, even at Carmel, it was just about finding a really good fit in yes, what, what was, was Duel. So an, an already an already, you know, loaded, pretty loaded lineup.
1: But let me let me just finish that that thought for a second. Is mm-hmm. Um, it's got nothing to do with, with, it was more so towards the rankings, you know, because that was what mm-hmm. we were talking about with the rankings. And right. am I supposed to be impressed because Garvey Duel's 84th? No, I saw, I saw Garvey Duel in December and I said, wow, that kid's a division one player. You know, I don't, right. I don't know who this kid is. Who is this kid? You know? So I don't need some dumb ranking that's, that's affected by politics. And it's got nothing to do with them. Mm-hmm. Garvey Duel might be a top 50 player for who, on who, i know xavier booker wasn't wasn't 84th and you know we'll see is he fourth man that's a it's a lot of pressure and i don't like that i don't i i would much rather these kids you know just come in uh under the radar a little bit and and, mm-hmm. and just well yeah rankings rankings don't mean much what what matters more well, that's I think what the is. politics is referring to and
0: i got what, what matters I, more i, I, I like hashed it all
1: system. out huh i hashed it all out with with I called Mike Saunders and, and, you know, coach and I got we're good. And I didn't mean it like that. I've got I've got nothing but love for George Hill. I, in fact, I I wish they were playing in Peach Jam. I think we need to see it. We deserve it. The fans deserve it. George Hill deserves it. Um, You know, I know they thought that everybody's coming at him. Like I was coming at I'm not coming at you. I mean, I'm
0: I'm boy. I'm your boy. And I I hate right. Look, I think rankings i have always felt rankings have sort of been Useless, especially, especially non-positional rankings. I think it's, it's rankings matter more when there's context. And for me, like even within our website, our rankings are positional. Uh, we, we, we're not allowed to make them exclusive to college coaches, but we sort of compel it to be only college coaches get a chance to, to look at them. What matters to me is more about leveling, tiering, um, you know, Booker could be the fourth best player in the country. He could be the 40th best player in the country, but if people think he's a high major, then it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, and I would feel the same way about any player. And, and as far as the star system, four star, five star, to me, a five star is a kid that doesn't need college. To me, a five star is viewed as what would be a can't miss, you know, NBA guy. And, and, and that's, and that's not that that would be a perfect assessment, but that would be the assessment. Right, right or wrong, that should be the assessment when it comes time to, to putting stars attaching stars to some of this stuff, and and you know I, I think that's that's a that's a big thing to say that a kid kid could go step right into the NBA and be competitive. There, there's not a lot of kids in a class that can do that.
1: No, not at all. I mean, and that's the thing. It's not any any kind of. But the the worst thing that, you know, the toughest thing, these kids are going against are expect, expectations. You know, that's, that's the, enemy. Yeah. that's the enemy. Um,
0: so anyway, that's that.
1: Nothing, nothing really. I mean, there was, you know, again, nothing there.
0: Well, I don't, and I don't think it's an, an insult to say, well, and this isn't a conversation, you know, I had, but this is conversations I've had elsewhere where, you start thinking about, you know, it's natural to say a kid in high school has to get stronger to compete in college. It's, and it's definitely natural to say that about a kid in high school who, who plans who probably could end up being at a, at a high major conference at a high major school. I don't think it's that big of a deal to say a kid's going to have to truly change his body and get a lot stronger before we think he could be competitive. And somehow that gets taken and twisted and saying, well, you must not like that kid. And was like, no, the answer is, is we see, I mean, we just named off we just named off a three guys here that got that have high major offers and i'm trying to figure out how any either of them or any of them could guard trace jackson davis or or race Johnson, race thompson you know uh, you know how any of them i mean that's that's a lot of physical maturing to do and and i'm you know and defensively you know is outstanding and you know Roberts, I think is going to have a chance to be a tremendous defender. Uh, you know, so that's that's not you know that's not something to say that's not part of their you know that it's, it's not part of their
1: game. I just think but, there's a lot of, of question marks still, like with big guys, especially not not yeah. um, not Garvey, but but more so with Xavier Booker, is because they just you don't run across other big guys like that. No just playing around here, you know, Garvey could run into, he's been playing against Peter Suter. And and so he's got, got, ex, got experience and that's That
0: translates. We don't know with Booker exactly. I mean, yeah, there's, yeah, right. There's things, there's things book will do well in a high school game because he's got four inches on a lot of people, you know, and that's the part he'll have to figure out on the fly. And there's, there's been some instances. The, the, the key is what do you do against coaching? And what do you do against, uh, what do you do against game planning and what do you do against other guys of, of your size? That's going to be the thing that, that, uh, that a lot of these guys have to figure out is what's, what's going to happen when it show, what what happens when it shows up on a scouting report and how are you going to adjust? I mean, even, even at IU camp playing against school teams, the lanes much more crowded, the, the lanes much more crowded than Than it is in the summer in terms of getting to the basket, in terms of making plays. And, you know, from there and then at that point, it's it's an adjustment and it's an adjustment based on decision making. And, you know, I watched Carmel play down at IU camp, team camp last weekend and (coughs) watching how they struggled in the first half of that game, because basically Brownstown just kind of packed it in. And Carmel hadn't started hitting the shots yet, and then things started to loosen up a little bit. And, and then suddenly things got a little bit easier and, and they ended up pulling away and winning that game. So, um, by the way, if we have any uh, any doubts that Brownstown is going to be one of the top two A teams in the state, they they were eliminated at IU team camp. So that's that's another podcast for another day. But.
1: Oh my gosh, dude! Providence, Linton, uh, two A's, uh, two A's gonna be good. Providence, if they, is one especially
0: of- if they get the two Scottsburg kids eligible, which is still a question mark. But Providence, no, Brownstown.
1: Oh, okay,
0: man, they got two two Scottsburg transfers. So, all right, the All Star team, the All Star games. What I mean, look, Indiana, Kentucky All Star. It it matters. It matters certainly to the coaches. It matters to the kids, certainly being on an all-star team matters. Um, These aren't just lists. These are also games that get played. So some of that matters. The the team building process is more than just a collection of players. So there's, I'm sure there's some decisions made there, uh, which, you know, which, you know, ends up every year we have snubs and things like that. So it clearly matters. I mean, it's it clearly something that matters to the people that are involved. I don't know that it matters who, who they play, but the IU Kentucky series has been completely dominated by Indiana lately, especially on the boys side. It has seen itself moved around, um, especially in Kentucky to different venues because they just don't quite get the support down there. And really the way Kentucky does it, unless something changed in the last couple of years, the way Kentucky handles their stuff, their, their team building, their, putting their team together, it doesn't even compel the top players to play. From what I understand, it's really just a group of coaches that try to squeeze out kids so that that way they can get their guys on the team. It's a tryout process. If you can't make the tryouts, you can't be on the team. Again, I don't know. I don't know if that's if that's changed the last couple of years. No, and, it's a clown show. There's, and if you... And you consider what they've done yeah. by shrinking the, the schedule, you know, to just one week effectively. It's a, a ten, a ten day old. period. And here Kentucky is making it longer. They're giving it the old college try. I mean, this is this thing used I'm to not be cool. Sure so it
1: used to be so beautiful and they're so disrespectful to what they've done to it. I mean, just kill it. If you're not if you're gonna do this, it's gonna you know. I mean, I remember and I know things have changed, right? But I remember going, I think it was market square. Uh, yeah. maybe I was like a sophomore. We were playing up in Indy, playing AAU. we go to the uh, Market Square, and and then they moved it to um, RCA Dome. The All Star Team?
0: No. No. The, the, the Final Four. The Championship. No, no, no. I'm talking about the the All Star Game. Um, the All Star Game was the All Star Game was when was it ever at the RCA Dome? No, I don't know. It wasn't.
1: Young. I, mean, no, I, I just remember going. You mean to they've the, just moved it to Conseco? Yeah, I guess it was Conseco. I was young. I, and I, was, I think
0: it would still be there to this year if if it wasn't for all the renovations going on. Because right now the Fever aren't even playing their games there. So but the real problem,
1: the real problem is Kentucky. I mean, I think it was at well, like that's the, a, a park. That's the only problem, wasn't it? Like a city park. And <laughs> anyway, um, that's where it's, it feels like it's divulged to. But I guess the biggest thing is, you know, I went through this thing in '98 um, as a junior all-star. And it was one of the best basketball, one of the best experiences in my life. But one of the yeah. best basketball experiences, you know, we spent uh, uh, I want to say uh, four days in each week uh, together. Mm-hmm. I think we were at North Vernon once, and Noblesville was the other one. And um, you know, Coach Darner was my coach. It was really cool to uh, to get to experience Coach Darner and just uh, so many cool, cool, you know, people that. Um, <clears throat> You know, like that, you just kind of you hold those memories forever. And to me, it just—they showed up the same day, day of this uh, year. on Saturday. Yeah, three forty-five, like three forty-five, four o'clock in the afternoon. Um, you know, they just weren't ready to play. Like it was just, you know, well, we we had been together four days and had camp, and it was it was like a real experience. And I just mm-hmm. think they're just they're just. uh you know, wasting a golden opportunity here. And as far as Kentucky goes, if they don't, if they don't appreciate it. Fine. You know, there's something with Illinois and Ohio and Michigan. Um, the hell is Kentucky. Move right. on. I mean, look, I, I'm the live right across the river from. Uh, there's nothing there that's that we can't replace. So, you know, there's no, I know it's the memories and all that stuff, but I mean, it was, it hasn't been a competitive game on the boys side and, you know, just like I said, they did, they're a clown show. Let's move on. Let's find something else. I move. Mean, it's got to be something.
0: Yeah, you feel bad because obviously that some of these seniors, I mean, Indiana, Indiana has the, the, the team they had this year is not fully intact. They only had nine players in the roster when it came time to actually plan the games. Uh, you know, Braden Smith was injured. You've got Deontay Davis, who had to be out at Providence early. There was, to me, that's a little disrespectful of Providence to say that a kid can't. It's something that's important to Indiana, as this game is. It's a little disrespectful to not I'm let sure. the to not let the kid play in it, not let the kid participate in it. And there have been many instances where kids have had to come in from college the day of, and and just play, and you know the the you know the day of the first game and and play, and then go back, you know, and that's. Um, I don't know if that was allowed or not, but obviously that's what's being cited as a reason no, why he could no play. reason they couldn't
1: have sent him out yesterday, um,
0: right? And now I'm talking about disrespectful on the college's part, not the not the family's part.
1: Sure, no, no, nothing about the Davises. No, this is all no, this is all private. I mean, easily could have, but you know,
0: I guess they figured yeah, the other what schools let their guys play.
1: Sure. No, I, just, I, don't, I wouldn't know. Why, I don't know why you wouldn't want that experience. I mean, you know, you're getting Providence put. It's free Brandy. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's nobody around here is a Providence fan. Now, no. suddenly, oh, wow, you, here's a chance for you to, to make. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Some Providence fans.
0: But, and Even if it's as simple no. as that, the, a guy on the junior all-star team who may end up wanting to learn more about the school and, and play there, especially playing with a, another kid from Indiana. So. percent So anything on the, anything on the junior game stand out to you?
1: Yeah. I mean, Zane Doty go figure. He had a double, double.
0: Yeah. shocked. Um, right? Shocked by that.
1: Right. Right. I, I, couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. it's the one thing I didn't see coming. And you know, those, those things are really hard. And those all-star game situations are really hard. Nobody nobody can feel for – has a feel for the other players. And, you know, somebody inevitably is just out there gunning. I'm not saying anybody was like that on the all-star team, but inevitably somebody takes over and then, you know. So it's tough. It's just a really tough situation. I think Zane – It's like going into a camp. The way Zane's style is – I mean, style really matters in those camp situations, you know, and Zane's style is just – Hard nose, knack. Go get, the, go get the ball.
0: Yeah, that, see that ball plays, get ball. I mean,
1: that plays anywhere. There I mean, ain't a
0: whole lot of. There's not a whole lot of stuff run for. Dowdy at Ben Davis. His, his job is, is be active, be a menace, and he's good at it. You know, and it's, he's.
1: Uh, and you know, with but, was, with Doty, there was a, uh, a mid major coach, a mid major assistant, they, and the the staff just not convinced that Doty – offensively is good enough to be able to play. And my answer to that is, well, you're not getting, you're not buying on Zane Doty for his offense. I mean, you're going to
0: have somebody else. Hopefully well, you're not, maybe not. You're not doing it for his low post game, but he's, he's a vertical threat.
1: And he's just, he's just, a, a, he's, he's tough. He's a little mean. He's uh he just gives you a little attitude. Like he's,
0: yeah.
1: and that plays man, that, that, those are those glue guys. So he's, I, he's, I, a
0: bull in a, he's a bull in a China shop. And he's that's the way he plays. And that's 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 definitely a compliment. That's uh yep. to to think he couldn't be a like a rim run threat, especially off ball screen action or or handoff At you know, however you want to play it. Uh, you know, today with all what? the get action that teams have, you know, you don't even have to have him dribble, just catch and hand it off and, and rim run. I mean, it's there's a lot of ways to incorporate bigs who may or may not have traditional low post, you know, scoring ability. And, and even at the highest level, that, that play has been slowly removed from the game. So the, the area where he need the area where you would think, traditionally speaking old school thinking where he would need to improve the most is the part of the game. That's kind of going away. And it's – they they have figured out more efficient ways to utilize bigs.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so just imagine him with with another 25 pounds. Yeah. So he's going to be – but, you know, other than that, this time around, it was just – you know, it was just – it was really tough for the juniors – you know, I thought this might be the chance they might be able to get the seniors, but it just goes to show you how. Passes.
0: You're cut. You're cutting out a little bit, but I, I think just, what, you're cutting out a little bit. Your feet is, but I think what your your point is is that it's um. Well, the, not only are they, not only the seniors you're you're older, they're basically involved in training camp. All week and they have a little a lot more time to develop continuity even if we're just talking a few extra days so yeah i thought last week at the the the, the june league at pacers Ath- athletic center it was uh, kokomo versus ben davis so it was it was zane dowdy versus flory Badunga. and you know and, and Dowdy showed pretty good touch going over going to his left hand which that that kind of surprised me, and it was, um, you know, I think I think Badanga got his licks in, that's for sure. And for a while there, he was the only thing that could really keep Kokomo going. And and eventually, it was just the number of options that Ben Davis has, especially the the athleticism that they have they they can they can really hassle uh, and harass the uh, you know the Kokomo perimeter players. You know, if Kokomo wasn't scoring in transition or through Badunga, they, they really struggled to score. So it was, um, but it was a good matchup watching Badunga and, and Dowdy go against each other because neither one of those guys see that type of size often, you know, even, even Zane had Ben Davis. There's just not a lot of, there's not a lot of six, nine kids rolling around, you know, Indianapolis area, you know? And I mean, there's probably more on his schedule than on Kokomo's schedule but uh was super impressed with with Badunga's footwork uh, super impressed with his both those guys just have a relentless motor and that and that's really what you what you like seeing in, in, in kids like that so um, if 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 Badunga ever gets i think that may be the one thing that holds him back is that he doesn't have he doesn't have a lot of offense facing the basket yet <laughs> Uh, but man, he does everything else well, including he can guard the perimeter too. How tall? 6'10? I mean, yeah, I think so. The He and Zane are the same height. So I, I just was, it just was a fun matchup to watch. So I don't know what. Is Dodie 6'10? No, nah, he's probably 6'9. I'm not sure what the matchups are today. I haven't looked that far ahead. I think I'm heading over to, or I'm sorry, tomorrow. I think I'm heading over to Finch Creek tomorrow to watch just kind of a different set of teams. Uh, but but the, the the league at Finch Creek and, and Pacers Athletic Center is is really good. It's if you're in central Indiana Tuesday nights, games the varsity games are at 6:30 and 8:30. Although a couple teams play at 5:30 and 7:30, but for the bulk of it, it's 6:30 and 8:30. The JV games are then also at five thirty and seven thirty. So if you're in the area, uh, by the time we get this published, Tuesday, you know, it'll be up Tuesday morning for sure. If not later this afternoon, um, you will get a chance to see see some good basketball.
1: Charlie Hughes draws out. Is it? Are they? I don't know. I'm asking.
0: I don't. Uh, I don't think so. We I mean, not.
1: You know I, know. I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out Marcus Burton. You know, and he's kind of a tough one you know because of his size I think is, is obviously what's holding him back a little bit and you know, I don't know what your thoughts are but I'll, offensively you know the kid's really skilled I don't
0: know schedules not I think out, he's out yet better than
1: Grayson
0: we think he's better than Grayson right yes he's definitely he's definitely better than Grayson I mean to me I just uh... for one he can for one he's got a better outside shot. And I, and I do think he's quicker, and taller. Definitely taller. Um, and you know he's really, but and he's got he's got Grayson's toughness. Mm-hmm. I think both can be. A, 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 I think both at a, can be a defensive problem in terms of getting targeted. Uh, you know, so there's a, there might be a ceiling there, but. A ceiling on their defense or? Yeah, a ceiling on just just depends on the league. I mean, you you know, you look at, you know, Burton in the Mac, which let's take a quick look at his offers here real quick. I mean, I think Burton, to me, could play in the Valley. Yeah, I mean, I just think you get bigger guards.
1: Sure. We're talking about
0: scouting. We're talking about guards who are as talented, as skilled, as quick, who are two or three inches bigger. You know, that's going to be – he's going to be in the bottom range, just defensively. I mean, they're going to have to guard him. Now, if if I'm – but if I'm in the Valley, I'm recruiting him. I mean, I'm just – I'm prepared to know that I'm going to have a small guard at the point.
1: Yeah, that's, that's what I've said. Yeah, I
0: mean, I'm with you. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying he can't play there. I, I think he can. I just think that I'm,
1: Yeah.
0: you know, I'm, I'm questioning. He's, he's got offers from Ball State, uh, Purdue, Fort Wayne, and, and then, of course, Bethel came in the earliest. Uh, but I think the state tournament changed some perceptions of him. Uh, But, yeah, he's – I mean, just you you go in knowing that he's going to be small. He's going to be one of the smaller starting – you know, smaller guards in the leagues, you know, especially if he's a starter. He's going to be one of the smaller starters in the league. And the the question is going to be how you're going to handle that defensively. So. Rhodes Rhodes has been on him since he was an eighth grader. You know, it
1: depends on his toughness. You know, I was at UE with uh, Jeremy Stanton right and Jeremy Stanton couldn't hit the couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat right and he started you know on the NCAA team as a sophomore against Kansas and won the Valley as, started four years I mean it's it's you know he and he had six division one high major soccer scholarships I mean, he was, he was tough like and Burton's much better shooter much better offensive scorer, much better yeah. um offensive player so I
0: yeah, he's a Mac Valley kid for sure. If, you know, I don't, if somebody if somebody higher wanted to come along, again, the, the the question just would be the defense inside of it. What's actually What's
1: going to happen with Ashton Williamson? Where is he going to like pan out? I don't I know. He's got like a, a Tennessee State offer right now. Yeah, but I mean, this is you know, and Duwan Morero is is you know, I trust Duwan's take as much as anybody, and he you know, he's he's maintained he's as talented as any player raw talent as any player, at least in Northern Indiana. Um, well, and
0: that's, that's state. where you wonder if, what else does it play? You know, like, and we're talking like maybe academics or something. It's just cause he's, he's got the talent.
1: So I'm trying to figure out how is this all going to work out? So I don't know. I guess it's going to be one of those. Jordan Woods is another kid up there that deserves mentioned. I mean, he's with Indiana ice this summer, but yeah, we he got
0: to, he, uh, yeah. He had a he had a rough game defensively.
1: <laughs> Win.
0: Against us? <laughs> oh. They they beat us. They they did beat us. They they played well in the second half. But he had a rough outing defensively. I don't know if he just wasn't trying or he didn't care or what. But that was I left that situation a little a little.
1: uh Well, he little, gets some with me because. You know his his high school coach is Larry Moore. and That's my
0: guy, yeah. and I trust you know. And Larry, he's just got to he's got to put more effort out defensively. He's he just he ma- he mailed that in.
1: Here's the thing: anytime you play anything anywhere, this is a great lesson. There's always people important people. You saw it. Um, there's always somebody watching, I and mean, there's always somebody making a a final judgment. Like like, oh well, Jordan. You know, and I'm not saying you're doing this or anybody, but it, I mean. Oh, I saw Nick Baumgart play. He's terrible. Yeah. Wow. Maybe you don't know well, is I'm not saying you don't. I'm just saying that if you're going to go out there and play as a prospect, I see guys do this all the time where they just say, hey, I'm just going to go out here and just, you know. But
0: I've, I've never seen Williamson not play hard.
1: Sure.
0: And that's, that's something, you, that's so something that can be controlled. If you're on the court, you need to play hard.
1: All the time, huh?
0: Dude. You know, I don't. You well, know, that's. But back, but back to Williamson because he's the one that's definitely being under-recruited is, you know, we're not trying to start anything. You know, you hate talking about That's the problem with recruiting sometimes is you you get a kid. He's got two offers. He's got New Orleans and Tennessee State. He's better. I mean, he's – no offense, New Orleans. They recruit Indiana, but two of their coaches are from Indiana. Coach Lesh. You know, he should have more. I mean, I think he's I you know I think that the jump shot is an issue. It is a it is a shot that I think he has improved in terms of hitting when he's open. You know, how much of that shot translates off the dribble? But he's got he's a tremendous passer. I think he's he's big for the position. He's six three, six four-ish. Mm-hmm. Super long.
1: Really good athlete.
0: And the only thing I can think of at the risk of disparaging him, I don't and I'm not and I certainly don't mean to is that there's got to be some sort of obstacle. And that would the first thing off my head and, and is just the academic side of it is just wondering, you know, what what's going on there, because it's he should have more offers than he does. And and more and more schools um, are looking at that before, you know, they make decisions.
1: I think a couple things there with that. I think he, he left in uh, Indy Heat. It's probably not a good thing. Oh, I wonder why went, he left Indy Heat. I don't know.
0: Man, I don't think these guys don't care. But, At the day, AUT, they look, it's it's proven they don't care that these kids transfer around a lot and change teams because some of these guys still get still get recruited. I mean But um
1: you know with Ashton, that's that's why I brought it up, is because you know it's like
0: that's and it's on. not like he's team hopping. He went back to his old team.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just, I'm drawing straws here, man. <laughs> I'm reaching for straws. But the, hey, look, I reached out. I tried to reach out to him twice and yeah, he won't return. And so it's, you know, we don't really know exactly the story, but um, certainly, certainly kind of
0: surprising. We could flip a coin on the number. We could flip a coin to determine if a kid's truly honest about his academics, even with the kids I coach. <laughs> well here's everybody's shame. like every uh, not everybody there's a couple of them that are like eh, three or four points higher than what they actually are there's no uh, shame i mean you, no the i know GPA. but but transcripts are transcripts and and the good news is is that the core gpa is oftentimes higher than regular gpa and the ncaa the way they handle it a lot of times these kids gpas are a lot better on the NCAA spreadsheet than they are on the transcript. So that's, you know, it doesn't do anybody any good to not be completely honest about their academics because the people who truly matter are going to truly check. And they're going to truly find out.
1: Here's the, I had a coach call me up about a kid in one of the classes and say, true story. And he says, why did the kid change schools? You know, what's going on with that? So, well, I don't know. Oh, this is about, about a kid, not necessarily. A kid in particular, yes. Okay. So I reached out to the kid and I just said, hey, uh, you know, I'm just trying to, to help this coach understand why you, you know, switch schools in the middle of the year or whatever, you know, and, and he made up some reason about academics.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I mean, it's a, small, it's a small circle, man. It's just like, you know what I mean? Like we know – a lot of the people, I know a lot of people where he was at and he didn't, that's not the reason at all. You know, it's, it was, it was strictly for basketball and
0: well, there's nothing wrong with it. I
1: can relate to that, but I, what there I cannot was... relate to is, is being light. I mean, that's what coaches I think struggle with is is that sometimes these kids, they do it to me, you know, they're, they're surely going to do it to a coach.
0: Well, we have I to say rules too, that said you can't transfer for athletic reasons too. So sometimes it's a story that you just, you keep up for everybody and you just tell the same thing to, every, to anybody that ever asks. But I, mean, really, I would, I would, coach, I, I would tell the coach, I would tell the coach to call the school coach or to call the kid and ask him himself. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's nice that people like us, especially in the coaching side of it can be conduits. Um, and, you know, I went through that with one of my former players where, you know, he transferred right at the end of the school season And, you know, there was a lot of questions as to he, and he he was kind of running from, I mean, it was legitimate. His dad was trying to get a job in in different parts of the state and they eventually settled in, they, they completely different part of the state. So this wasn't like he was transferring from one school to a nearby school, but he had gotten in a little bit of trouble at his previous school and you know, knew that he was going to have to pay the consequences at his new school. It wasn't like he was truly running from anything because the IHSA kind of prohibits that from happening, but it was a lot of questions early on. Like, well, you know, why didn't he stay and face the music or why didn't he do? And it's just like, well, he's going to eventually face the music. It's just going to be somewhere else. You know, and his, his dad took a job at a different part of the state. It was a legitimate, legitimate move and legitimate situations. They were, and since they went from an IHSA school to an IHSA school, they weren't able to run from anything. It just was a change of scenery. So, yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, and yeah, that one's a little bit more – a little bit easier to explain because, again, the, the father got a job in, in a different part of the state. So
1: yeah, and and there and was, I wasn't there was no way he was staying put. I didn't expect one 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 way or another, but I just thought, hey, I'll reach out because – the way it stands right now the coach is not going to recruit the kid so anyway you know you try to do what you can do yeah what else um,
0: what else you got anything I got nothing I, I we, we didn't have anything to talk about the all-star team the all-star game was nice I, next week we're going to be able to talk about the top 100 are you coming up for that next uh for top 100
1: I Saturday. don't know. I don't know yet uh, yeah. but, but Charlie Charlie Hughes you know yeah. I'm camping out
0: uh if you yeah if you come up this weekend you'll have a, you got you got a place to stay if you want giving everybody your itinerary uh though the week at uh, the Charlie Hughes might be a little tougher but we might be able to get it figured out what are you like renting out your <laughs> Airbnb bedroom. Airbnb the front bedroom yeah I got a little more space now. Stay with Reamer. Those, yeah, those the uh, yeah, yeah. You got a little more space now.
1: No, you know, I think um I think the Miami Ohio staff's interesting too. You know, we talked a little bit about Evansville. But you know, I think the, the Miamiville, Ohio staff to me. Uh, you know, I know Coach Holmes and uh Coach Smith really well.
0: Yeah. Well and, coach and I like
1: them. Yeah, with Coach Steele, so that's yeah, a that's a good little staff there, and uh, you know the Evansville staff obviously uh, played with Craig Snow and Marcus Wilson has been a really good just basketball mentor kind of person to me since I was young, you know, in high school, and obviously grew up with David. So, yeah,
0: I've, I've liked, liked all the. Right. I think it's really good hires. Yeah. I've liked all the yeah, I've liked what happened at Miami. I mean, I don't I didn't like okay, let me start over. I didn't I definitely didn't like Jack <laughs> losing his job. Right. I, I liked that they brought Travis on board. Travis coached for, with me for two summers, which that was it was those were two good summers. Those were it was a good team. It's yeah. easy when you had the team we had. Uh obviously Jonathan Holmes getting over there, Christian getting over there. Uh that he, you know, and Travis kept Kenny Lowe and and Fryerson on Damon Fryerson on staff. So that was good. Killer uh, staff. Yeah, I mean, that's a good that's a good staff. They just got to get get over the hump on the winning thing. I mean, obviously, Evansville's done a great job, although I don't really know what, you know, what that's going to look like. You know, I know they're excited about who they brought in because they brought in guys that have Evansville blood in them, right? Yeah, you know, those guys more than I do. I mean, I I've gotten to know Raglan over the last 10 to 12 years. Uh, but david was he was a
1: missouri western i don't know just some division two school he transferred back to usi um which is how he ended up you know it was his first job with uh uh, first JUCO in in juco uh with
0: with lugadino who's at ball state ball state yeah i mean that's another job that where they've just i think they've done a good job of building a staff at least and again, we we I think we both say that right because we know the guys they hired and we like them, right? Yeah,
1: I mean, <laughs> that's kind of where
0: that goes. I mean,
1: well, no, and this is what I've been telling people. Um, I, I I believe in them. You know, those are that's some of the, the biggest competitors. Well, yeah. and best,
0: but we don't know
1: until but right, part until of that it it is we believe in them because
0: part of that is we like them.
1: Sure, we, yeah, want, we, to want, work, them to, we want them to succeed. Do I know? And that's so what somebody's asked me the other day. They said. Well, well, what do you think? Do you think it's going to work? And I said, "Well, I hope it is. I hope it is. I mean, I do. I, I mean, I don't know what else to." to
0: well, say. you're a UE, works, you're a I mean, UE guy too. You want it to work for multiple reasons, but yeah, I'm a UE guy though. But I want, I mean, yeah, but I want, but I want Ryland to succeed. I mean, Ryland could be the head coach at, I don't know, pick one. Could be the head coach at. I just think it's uh, lower, uh, lower Utah. Well, he was in Utah there for a while he could have been the head coach at where at the school he was the assistant at. I wanted to do well. Yeah, no, always, you know what I
1: mean? But, but, you know, you don't know until you know, you don't know until you prove it. We've learned that it's like Kansas
0: city, Kansas city hired the, 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 the university out there, the UK at Kansas city or Missouri at Kansas city, you know, back-to-back yeah. hires were both friends of mine. And it's like, you know, you want them to succeed, just because we knew him. I mean, Kareem Richardson and Billy Donlin. you know, you want both those guys to succeed because, you know, I've worked with them on the recruiting side. I, I know them, um, you know, Kareem's son lived here in Carmel for a while, got a chance to see him a little bit was su- <laughs> surprised one day when he shows up in a middle school game thinking, wait a minute, I didn't know, I guess I didn't know he had a kid that age. And, you know, now his kid's going to be a senior at Terre Haute South. And, you know, so you just, we want them to succeed because we know them. That's why it's rough rooting against Purdue because I want paint. I want paint and those guys. I don't root against them. I root against them twice a year. And the rest of the time, I root for them to win, which makes me kind of an odd Indiana fan.
1: No, I, I root Purdue all the time. Well, sure. I like I good too. basketball. I, you know, I do too. Well, I, yeah.
0: And yeah, it, it's definitely better when Indiana and Purdue are both really good. So the
1: reason why I think it'll work is, or, or it could work. The reasons it would, it will work if it does work is because of his, uh, of uh, David's, uh, his enthusiasm. He's genuine. He's gotten really good remarks with some couple of prospects. I've talking, I've talked to who, who've, um, one visited campus and another one, you know, it's just, has been in contact or whatever that he's, his, his pitch is genuine. It's, it's one it's enthusiastic. He relates well with those kids. Um, You know, he's one of those kind of teacher at heart coaches. So, you know, he relates well. It could work. Um, But you got to get, you can't make chicken salad, right? Out of anything but the chicken breast. So you got to have talent. We'll see, we'll see where they, you know, kind of where they go with that. Um, I'm kind of looking for USI. Be interesting to see how they build their team out, you know. Now they're division one. I hear they're gonna probably do it out of the portal. So will, will, will they continue just to stay in the portal? Will they well early on? I think it's wise. Will but, they go move back to high school? When will that be? And then you know what kind of talent can they get out of the portal given that they can't go to the tournament? Um well, just a lot of interesting stuff going on right now in Evansville. Marion University
0: uh, has started the process for <laughs> division one.
1: Oh, that's awesome,
0: you know. I mean you know, and, and they're they're going. Full out. They may be as early as next year. I don't know. July is there's some sort of wow. some sort of deadline in July to for like an application process. I don't think I'm breaking any news here. <laughs> um, I mean, how
1: many Division One um, or how many good. cities right have have two Division One programs? Uh, a city of 120,000 and um you know the area is a little bigger obviously but the city of Evansville is hundred twenty thousand. Oh,
0: i thought you meant indianapolis
1: no evansville and you had two division one schools with with blackhead coaches i mean um hey for first as backwards as as indianapolis always acts like evansville is quite quite the quite the times we got here
0: well it's you got an I'm interstate fighting. now you got
1: an interstate that comes north now so no, we've always been. We've always not been backwards. Now, that's my point. Okay, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, you, maybe. Hey, you
0: were. You were one of the original ones coming down here visiting. Well, that's true. You no, know? at least at least among this generation of people of roll with me, Jimmy, of, of basketball people. I'll take care of you, Jimmy. I know. I, I was in your parents' living room recruiting you, trying to talk you into coming up. Um, yeah, it's. But yeah. It, those two schools will give Indiana give Indiana twelve Division one schools. I would like to know if that's that may be the most per capita in the country.
1: Yeah, I mean it's a it's for for this what six and a half seven million people now.
0: Yeah, Evansville will have two two Division one schools. Indianapolis will soon have three Division one schools. Uh, it's um, it's quite cool. I mean, it's going to make recruiting a little bit harder. You know, and I, I think it's only a matter of time before Indiana Wesleyan becomes Division One school. I think they've been trying to ramp up their football program. Maybe I don't even know do they have football. Do they have football yet?
1: I I don't even know anything about football. I don't even know how to throw a football. I'm a basketball. Yeah. That's the wrong guy. The Colts. I know the Colts.
0: Right. Well, yeah. I mean, I know the game. I don't know the talent. That's I don't know the talent high school level or anything like that. Um i a basketball nerd. They have football, and they're good at football. Who's this Marion, Indiana West? Indiana yeah. 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 I don't know, if, uh, yeah, I don't know be- if the number seventeen means they were the number seventeenth, the seventeenth rated team in the country, but there's a seventeen next to their name, so they definitely have football. I don't know how long they've had football, but I know it was. I know it's been relatively recent. I just couldn't remember if it was. running or not but i think they're headed toward uh division one status that could be
1: the death of football though that's what happened at evansville um you know because you have to you have to financially guarantee some of those scholarships or whatever and it's just too expensive to have well
0: they can be they can be yeah they can be one double a i think evansville has the university of evansville has its own issues and obviously we keep hearing rumors that they're gonna be go away from division one sports but
1: um, they're like, not leaving division one they're not they just hired a really good athlete director
0: yeah that could be well hopefully yeah
1: and uh, no they're not going. Co- he's got his work cut out for him away. Away. <laughs> why would they do that why would they you know it, they need to run their ship better but they don't need to 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 move their ship to a, a pond
0: and well, you know, i don't the, the financial it's all finance. it all has to do with money it has nothing to do with that, anything else but if it, you're a Division be, One
1: program with history like Evansville and you can't make money, you're doing something wrong. Call me. Well, their history is okay. Division Two level, though. No, I yes, mean they're okay. I mean, Most Yeah, they're champions. I mean, nobody around here. You ask people, young people around here in their twenties and early thirties. Do You remember when Division uh, Evansville was Division Two? They said, "No, what? it was never Division two. It's like,
0: yeah, it's because. Well, I know, but you their history is history is history. History goes back is longer than generational. They're, they're, I can fly
1: forever, Jimmy.
0: So, all right, man. Anything else? I think we've not bad for not having really a topic to discuss. We did. We no, did I mean, pretty we well. We can talk all day about it. You know, I think um, I'm the only one that has a life to get to. Is that's what this is?
1: Rehart. You know, Nick Rehart's a kid that I don't think gets talked about enough. He got that Illinois State offer. Rehart. Re-hart.
0: You, you could have, Rick Hart is how you pronounce it, I think. It's Rehart. Rehart? Uh, right. well, he told me. I'm going by what the kid said. Well, that could be. I screwed up Kakalia for four years, so what the hell do I know? So.
1: But, yeah, I think he's a kid that, you know, uh, before Zane Doty, um, you know, I think he he still has a lot of that, the reason why I really liked him, you know, just his skill is big, tough, you know, is he's going to get faster, I think. When he, gets,
0: mm, he needs to. Just, he needs, you need to watch that. Issue. You need to watch the Zionsville-Noblesville sectional game. That was an ugly affair. And, and for him, it needs to be eye-opening because that needs to be the game where he decides, what do I need to do to get better? Um, you know, he missed all last summer.
1: That hurt. Um,
0: yeah, that hurt with I'm not great. making
1: excuses for him. I'm just saying that, hey, he's not <clears> – <throat> I haven't forgotten about it. It's kind of my thing. Oh hell no! I
0: haven't forgotten about him.
1: And Sheridan Sharp.
0: Yeah, he's been good. We'll, we'll once we get through June, we'll talk about teams that impressed us and stuff like that. And, I mean, Ben Davis is going to be at the top of that list. So there's two guys that uh, uh there's more. We'll talk about them. Yep, Box All Out right. Sports is the leading online graphics solution, giving you the ability to create professional content in seconds to highlight your team and student athletes each season. You can sign up for a free demo at Box Out Sports. That's not just a basketball thing. That is a all sport thing. Thanks everybody for listening to courts in Indiana podcast. If you listen every week, we appreciate it. If not, what are you doing? (laughs) Hit that subscribe button. We we need to, we need to like record that and make it like a little hit. I'm like going to buy a board where I can add sound effects as we go. You remember
1: that? uh, I think there was a car. Dealer in Indy, I want to say 10 years ago, and I was living up there anyway. Go Indianapolis. That's no. the end of it. I don't like listen. A black
0: like yeah, I don't know. The commercials <laughs> go through, or I don't pay attention. It was out in Pendleton, the dealership anyway. All right. Yeah, if you listen every week. We appreciate it. If not, please hit the subscribe or add button on your podcast app to get them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. As always, we appreciate a rating and review. And you can reach out to us directly on our Courtside Indiana Twitter and Instagram at Courtside IND. That's Courtside IND on both Twitter and Instagram. Nick can be found at bombhoops.com. And on Twitter, he can be found at – what is it? Is it bombhoops? At Nick underscore bombguard? There you go. At Nick underscore bombguard, And Zach. Tyler's ZT seventeen hoops or something like that on a football on a soccer on the pitch. You know find that? Zach on the pitch. Yeah, right now. Yeah, Zach is currently chasing around his seven-year-old daughter on the soccer fields of Northern Indiana. All right, Nick, appreciate it. Hopefully, get a chance to see you this weekend. If not, definitely we'll see you next weekend. We'll talk. Uh, be talking next week, most likely about the top one hundred workout. Keep it real, Jimmy. Thanks.